Looks can be deceiving. Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose and today I've been thinking about flexor tendon injuries. Last year I saw a patient with a flexor tendon injury of the thumb caused by a broken glass. When the first aid dressing was taken down the wound did not initially look too bad. There was minimal bleeding and it looked to the naked eye to be quite shallow. The digital nerves were intact but there was not much active flexion so a tendon injury was very much on the cards and after ring blocking and exploration of the wound revealed a divided tendon and the patient was referred for surgical repair. Reflecting on this case, I decided to look a little bit deeper into assessing hand wounds, not least because I was struck by how innocuous the wound looked on initial inspection. I was interested in the potential for missing significant injuries when the wound might not look too significant, and also how partial tendon injuries might give us false reassurance through residual active movement. And the conclusions I've made from my readings around this topic is that my index of suspicion when it comes to hand injuries, and therefore my threshold for referral, has been broadened. If we think of the place urgent care has in the health world, I like to think of the trio of urgent care, GP and ED as the general public's open access entry to the health system. GPs manage the ongoing health maintenance of the population, EDs are there for the life and limb threatening things, and that leaves urgent care in the middle. There for things that need to be seen urgently, that cannot wait for their regular doctor, but do not warrant an emergency department. Now, when it comes to trauma, almost all major trauma will be taken to ED. Most of the injuries that come through urgent care do so because the patient is ambulatory or at least able to make it to the clinic without the need of an ambulance. But this does not negate the possibility of the patient having an injury requiring an orthopaedic or plastic surgeon. And herein lies one of the key discriminators that marks urgent care out for me as an independent specialty. Our vital contribution to the system is in managing trauma that does not need a hospital straight away, but identifying those subtle injuries that actually do is our job. The Lisfranc injury of the foot is a good example, or a Seymour fracture. And I would put identifying significant tendon injuries of the hand in this category too. Now, my reading involved a PubMed search, and I came across three papers that are definitely worth reading. The first paper I want to draw your attention to is from 2007. Dr. Nassab et al. wrote, The Diagnostic Accuracy of Clinical Examination in Hand Lacerations in the International Journal of Surgery, and it's an open access paper that's linked in the show notes. They compared 101 cases by looking at operative findings and how they compared to the clinical findings of the ED clinician and the hand surgeon prior to surgery. And they found that 32% of flexor tendon injuries were missed by the hand surgeon and ED doctors on examination. 
Reading this certainly gave me food for thought, especially as their conclusion recommended formal exploration due to this high miss rate. In looking for a more recent paper, Degani et al. wrote in the Journal of Emergencies, Trauma and Shock in 2011 a paper titled Diagnostic Accuracy of Preoperative Clinical Examination in Upper Limb Injuries. They looked at 250 patients examined by an orthopaedic resident without expansion of the wound prior to a formal exploration by a hand surgeon in theatre. They found that for volar wounds, 14% of injuries were underestimated by the resident on examination. They too went on to say that precise surgical evaluations should be considered with volar penetrating wounds. And a paper in the journal Hand Surgery and Rehabilitation in 2019 by Amsalam et al. titled Hand Injury Without Deficit Is Systematic Surgical Exploration Justified? reported on a prospective study of 135 patients and they found that 58.6% were underdiagnosed. In this study, the patients had been seen by a hand fellow and had a quick assessment in ED. If no tendon injury was found or suspected, they went on for formal review. In their conclusion, they say that a well-conducted clinical exam seems insufficient to detect every injury, and that they recommend surgical exploration for every hand laceration. So what started off as a reflective trawl through the literature now has me wondering if I should be referring more hand lacerations for surgical exploration. But what are your thoughts on this? Do you think that we underdiagnose in urgent care? And will surgeons be accepting of increased referrals? Let me know via podcast at rnzcuc.org.nz. I guess I've always taken the opinion that it is better to err in favour of the patient when referring. We do not need to be correct 100% of the time with our referrals, but we only need to be wrong once by not referring to give our patients a negative outcome. But reading these findings in these three papers has made me think... When is exploration under anaesthetic in urgent care sufficient, and when should a hand surgeon see them? I would always say that, if in doubt, refer, but I think perhaps now my threshold for doubt will be that little bit broader. Certainly, if, like my case earlier this year, it's a penetrating injury, my suspicion of deeper injury will be much higher. I've linked the papers in the show notes for you to read and do email your comments on this and let me know how you approach these injuries and perhaps I'll sit down with Dave Sorrell to chat about this in more depth at a future date. I will be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then, but for now, thanks for listening.